0: Oh. The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University proudly presents Sharks Weekly, a deep dive into HPU athletics and its men's and women's athletic programs. Who are this week's standout performers? Which program is making a splash in the classroom, community, and on the field? What are the upcoming schedules? All these questions answered and more coming live from the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena On the Hawaii Pacific University campus at Aloha Tower Marketplace, here's your host, Hawaii Pacific University's VP of Marketing and Communications, Jeffrey Rich. Well,
1: good morning, Sharks Nation. I feel like a broken record this morning. I think this is the third maybe week in a row we've kind of greeted everybody. Kind of a gray, rainy morning here, Wednesday, um, in Hawaii. But we're not complaining because we're in one of the most beautiful places on the planet. And we are here to talk women's basketball this morning. And we've got a couple of standout players with us this morning. I want to welcome Abby Spurgeon and Ella Burge to the show this morning. How are you guys?
2: I'm good, thank you. Thank you, thank you.
1: Well, glad to have you. And we're going to talk a little women's basketball here as the season concluded. you know, before I introduce you, let's recap here of how the season uh, ended. So you're coming off a 14 and 14 year, so finished 500. Unfortunately, losing in the first round of the Pac West Conference Tournament to Concordia Irvine. But we had two athletes, one of whom is with us this morning, Abby Spurgeon, and then Avery Cargill, who were named All Conference Team. And Abby took home Player of the Year and Newcomer of the Year honors. Congratulations. Thank you. And although um, not in the studio with us today, Coach Novak finished her first season with HPU at 500. uh, So a uh, very respectable finish to the season, um, but celebrated uh, an amazing um, year in her personal life, giving birth to her daughter, um, Arliss Jane, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So congratulations, Coach Novak, to you and your family. Uh, We are excited for you, and I'm sure the team is excited. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that a big topic of conversation among the team?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, Arliss has honestly been with us (laughs) the entire journey, honestly. I mean, within her stomach and then coming out uh, right at the conference tournament and being there on the sidelines with us. Wow. Yeah, yeah, our number one supporter right there. (laughs) Well, I
1: had to add a little bit of a distraction. Hopefully you guys managed through that. Uh, But, you know, let me start with just maybe an overview of of each of your careers here um, to date. So um, so we'll start um, we'll start with you, Abby. So you are a communications major. You're in the master's program here, so you're um, taking advantage of your extra year of eligibility, your Mm -hmm. COVID year. I want to talk about that in a little bit. We'll come back to it. But you're a center um, from Fredericksburg, Texas. You played uh, most of your college career at West Texas A&M University before coming out to HPU Mm -hmm. um, to get one more year of eligibility in with us. Um, Wow, some serious accolades and awards. Uh, David Campbell's Texas basketball All-Texas D2 team, First Team All-Conference 2020, um, D2 Conference Commissioners Association, All-South Central Region second team, um, blocker uh, uh, number three blocker in the nation. Wow. Um, Some serious, serious bling there. So uh, let's see, you're coming off some serious um, record setting here. You scored, I think, a a school record 38 points against UH Hilo um, amazing! Wow, and seven blocks—is uh, that in the same game or is that just a different game?
3: Was it? I no, de- it might have. No, wasn't against Dominican away?
2: Dominican. Yeah. yeah. Wow. that it was,
1: was
3: crazy. There were a couple games game. that were like seven <laughs> and eight blocks, but I don't know. We oh, kind just, of all blended <laughs> a couple games okay. yeah. happy.
1: Wow. So that, those thirty-eight points—were you just were you just knocking them down, or at some point did the team just say, "Just keep feeding her the ball because she's she's on a roll"?
3: Um. Yeah, I think we had some height advantage, so I think that. Went to our advantage there, and um, things were just falling. So (laughs) more than that, yeah. But honestly, I couldn't have done it without my team because they feed me the ball half the time. So props to them.
1: In the zone, as they say. Yeah. Um, Well, Ella, so you are a junior um, undergrad um, studying international business from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, You play forward on the team, um, and let's see your hobbies. You like to hike, read, uh, cooking. You're a foodie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about that. You ever cook for the team?
2: Mm, yeah, it happened. Yeah. I, I actually, for Christmas, me and Ad were here for Christmas and I made the whole Swedish Christmas table. I made Swedish meatballs and, you know, everything. Did you get
1: the recipe from Ikea? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually,
2: when we went to California now last time, I, I brought the whole team to Ikea. And everyone loved it. and the We Swedish, all had the Swedish meatballs. meatballs yeah. yeah,
1: you know, it's it's almost a reason to go to IKEA just just to try those. No, uh, it is for real. That's what, what I've been saying, and
2: I think the girls really understand now what's the really thing about this. Well, what is, is?
1: I'm not going to pronounce this right, but pota po-de, Swedish dish. How do you pronounce that?
2: Potatisbular. Say is it that again. What I said?
1: Potatisbular. Oh
2: yes, it is the best thing ever. It's like it's kind of like hash browns, like. The potatoes, like fried potato, I don't know. It's really, really good. With wow, like lingonberry, the thing you have with the, the meatballs. Yes. Okay. It's really good. Wow. So where'd
1: you oh. learn to make that?
2: I, I don't make that. I don't make you that. You don't? No, 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 no. no, no, no. That's <laughs> too, too <advanced>. complicated. <laughs> I would um, I buy that in Sweden, yeah.
1: Wow. Well, let's see. So you guys finished the season. We were chatting just a, a little bit ago um, that you've got a mandatory two week off period that's a requirement of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what do you guys do to decompress for you know, those first two weeks after the season's over, especially coinciding with spring break?
3: Um, honestly, I think we're just taking physical breaks, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> letting our bodies rest. Um. Yeah spending I mean we still I feel like spend time with each other even outside of basketball so a few of us have been to the beach and we're just trying to relax and mental break slash no, yeah, for physical real. break
2: yeah it's been crazy having more than I don't think we have had two days off in a row since pre-season, pre-season. Yeah. so wow. it's always been like okay you have one day off but like you still since your body's so used to waking up at 6 a.m every morning you still wake up at 6 a.m so now like I'm unable to sleep until eight, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of a
1: lot of folks that um, uh, that follow college sports um, maybe didn't play in their college days. Um, you know, sort of take for granted the commitment that student athletes have to make. You know, tell us a little bit about what a day is like. Um, you know. The balance between academics and 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 the athletic activities and the training that you have to do for the team is hugely demanding so when you look at the course of the season you know how are you how are you structuring your day uh give us a, a sense of what a typical day is like for a student athlete on the basketball team
2: um okay so we you, we always have practice at eight but since practice at eight it's not like you we can never show up at seven forty-five like people maybe think we do like Me and Abby's always there. We're there at 7. At 7. So that means we're getting up at 6 something in the morning. Yeah, we have to leave at 6.40. Yeah. So that's
3: still early. Like, the sun is
2: not even up most of the time.
3: Um, And then we have, what? We have a practice slot from 8 to 11. And in there, we usually have a two-hour practice plus weights sometimes. Yeah, so it's, like, you're, like, most of the time in the gym from
2: 7 to 11, at least. Which is a long time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd Um, say. And then after that, it's and that's every day every, every, day. Is every day yeah wow.
1: so no classes in the morning from no. 7 to 11 no. anyway <laughs> no <laughs>
3: no so we yeah that's what we and, do for then, those hours i mean if you need rehab after then yeah. you have to go to our trainers and get rehab and that can take however long you need and then usually after that it's classes the rest of the day and wow then so it's... you
1: might be you know involved in 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 your team activities up to lunchtime or one and then mm-hmm. you move on to classes and yeah. when do you study <laughs> Where do you find time?
2: Uh, I feel like, like, from my experience, like always having to do both basketball and school, like you really learn how to manage your time. Like you find the time. Like if it's in between classes or if it's in bed, like at night when before you're gonna go to sleep, like you will find time because you have to. Like it's literally what to do. So yeah, it's and on the trips it's the same thing. We just it's just a grind. Yeah. So how did
1: you figure that out? You know, when you came in, did you know how to structure your time, or did you have to learn that? Was there help? You know, how do you, how do you learn moving from, you know, even in high school where you maybe you've got some assistance from your parents, uh, but you move into college where you're independent, you've got to figure out how to structure and manage your time to be successful. So where do you learn those skills?
3: Um, well, at my first school, they we had mandatory study hall, so that kind of was already ingrained in me to have those one or two hours a day or however many days a week we did it um to get stuff done and then kind of bringing it along here i kind of continued that so that's kind of how i yeah. managed to do it
2: yeah we had study hall as a team this year yeah.
3: too not for the grad program yeah grad you, students didn't you didn't have but to but i, uh, I don't us. have as many classes either so it's not as hard i, yeah, I mean it's yeah. hard but it's not as an expectation yeah. that you've
1: already learned those yeah. those skills and how to structure your time and yeah, manage for sure. it, and yeah. But I think, I imagine you know, when you come in as a you know first year in particular, it's all new. Um, I know we bring a lot of students um, into the marketing team mm-hmm. here at the university, and when they come in first year, second year, you know how to s- schedule things on your calendar, how to manage and structure your time are sort of new concepts to a lot of a lot of folks. So picking those up is what makes you successful. Um, you know, you've got um, this two-week off period, and then you head back into some, you know, structured team activities that are off-season. What, what do you do in the off-season in terms of those team activities once you get past that two-week period where you've got to lay low and, and, and let basketball go for a little bit?
3: Well, I'm done for the season, <laughs> so I won't be working out with them. but. I think y'all are going to be doing just kind of what we did in preseason. Yeah,
2: it's mostly, hopefully not as much uh, conditioning, if I can (laughs) say that.
3: But um,
2: it's mostly like, you know, skill workout, more, keep staying in shape and like, Lifting. Yeah, lifting, yeah. Lifting weights.
3: Yeah.
1: Got it. Well, hey, we are going to take a quick uh, commercial break, but you are listening live to Sharks Weekly here on the beautiful campus of Hawaii Pacific University at Aloha Tower Marketplace. We are at the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena. I'm Jeffrey Rich, your host, and we will be back talking
0: women's basketball in just a moment. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's 95.1 FM and AM 760,
1: and we're back here on the campus of Hawaii Pacific University at Aloha Tower Marketplace at the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena. Um, And just a reminder, you can um, subscribe and download our podcast. Uh, Just visit um, the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, FM 95.1, AM 760. Um, to listen live or to uh, subscribe and download. And you can hear all of the amazing athletes here at HPU um, over the course of the year join and talk about their sports. So let's come back to women's basketball. Um, So, Abby, you uh, took advantage of your final year of eligibility and had uh, an amazing accomplishment this year. You led the nation in scoring through most of the season, indeed, too. What was that like? And you know, was did you feel pressure? Did, you know, did you get calls from the media? But tell us a little bit about that experience.
3: Honestly, I wasn't even expecting it coming into the season. Um, but I think having Coach Novak letting me just play how I play and like working around me, I feel like, and really just letting the guards feed me a lot, um, really helped with that. And I mean, I got to give it to the guards because. Obviously, I'm not bringing the ball down the floor. I'm not choosing to pass it to me. So I guess giving it to them to being able to trust me with the ball and putting it in the basket, I really – yeah, I thank them a lot because I wouldn't have been able to do that without the rest of my
1: team for sure. And you guys just had major confidence, I imagine, yeah. Ella and Abby. Yeah, yeah they was just, okay, just give it to Abby. Just give it to Abby. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> 22 points a game average mm-hmm. this year, um, top 10 score in the NCAA D2. So, man, serious accomplishments. And top five in blocks per game – uh, with 2.58 per per game, what's the <laughs> art of blocking? How do you how do you learn technique and when to swoop in and knock well, that thing down?
3: I played volleyball in high school, and so I feel like the timing of that kind of like helped me a lot. Because I even I've had so many refs come up to me and be like, "Did you play volleyball? Like, how are you able to time it so well without fouling?" And so I think
1: that honestly helped me a lot. Was there one block that you guys remember overall else this year where you just you know swatted one down or what was a memorable <laughs> moment?
3: It's a lot. The, I think the Point Loma one. Remember when the girl fell to the ground? <laughs> there was one block. It was just like I don't know. Yeah, that was that was. She just funny. Yeah, the way it timed out. Like I just blocked her so hard, she like fell to the ground, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like I didn't <laughs> think, think you were too nice to her. You're just like oh, no. Did
1: you help her back up? I didn't, but (laughs) I I didn't, but But I was also down to help them up, right? I know we're talking about other sports, but
3: a rivalry, not rivalry game, but like we were going back and forth and I was kind of already in a kind of a pissed off mood with them, so I was like, no, I'm not helping her (laughs) out, which is kind of mean if you think about it, but
1: no, it was, do you see that affect a player, you know, their psyche through the rest of the game when, when they get one rejected like that Do they or do they come back harder? What have you seen? Um,
3: I think I've seen both. I've seen like, okay, like she blocked me. I'm going to get her back on this end. Or, and I kind of do that too. If I get blocked or if I miss a shot because of this great defender, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back on defense and like do the same to her or something like that. So I feel like it goes both ways. Yeah.
1: Probably have players that, you know, do go one of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some that feel a little intimidated and mm-hmm. go out there and quite aren't themselves the rest of the game. And then others that take that as inspiration to go out and, and, Push it right back on the mm-hmm. other team, Ella. So you spent um, some time in Florida before coming to Hawaii. Um, tell us about that experience. Uh, what, you know, what was it like in Florida? Um, you know, were you playing you know basketball out there? Uh, what made you choose Hawaii and HPU?
2: Um, so it was first of all, I'm coming up from uh, high school in Sweden. I wanted to go like the big dream, go to America and play basketball, which a lot of Swedish people do. Um, so. And then I got the opportunity coming to Florida, and I was like, okay, Florida, I see some sun, because we Swedish people, we love sun.
1: I can imagine. You don't get (laughs) as much of it, right? Yeah, so I was like,
2: okay, let's go. Uh, So it was a junior college in Florida in Tampa, Hillsborough Community College, um, which, that's two years, right? So... um, I actually just planned to stay for a year because I was like, okay, I'm just going to learn some English. Just get the experience, like, see how it is to so live So did in you America. come
1: over not speaking English? when you- I mean,
2: I do. Like, we we speak English in, like, Sweden. We learn from first grade. So, but it's still, like, I don't, I never spoke it that much. Like, you know, like, you, you see the TV shows and, like, you understand. Like, every, I, I promise you, everyone in Sweden can speak Swedish or English. But not... I agree. Like, it's, I don't know, not not as fluent, of course. Okay. Um, so I moved to Florida, had a really good preseason, and then I got a stress fracture in my foot, my left ankle, before the first game, like, three days before. So I couldn't play my whole first season, my freshman year, uh, which was very frustrating coming there alone in Florida.
1: Did you stay with the team? and, and I stayed in the, the team. Out, right. I stayed
2: the whole year um it was a tough year though but then so i was like since i just planned to stay one year i was like okay i have to take another year because i have to play basketball for one year Uh, so i came back the year after and played that whole year which was fun like florida is super fun um but and it was it's a tampa is a fun city too it's a lot of things to do there um and the basketball was good too we actually made the state tournament for the first time in like seven years which was fun that second year when I played um, and then I was like kind of okay let's give it a try and then I remember I was like emailing schools in like because when you're from a, when you're in a ju- junior college you like kind of have to go to the next step And like some people get like recruited straight out of the junior college or as it's like they were recruiting from high school mm-hmm. um, so I was emailing schools all over America.
1: So did you do one year or two I years? I, I did two years. Two so years, I ended okay. up doing
2: two years. Just played basketball for one year. Um, and that's how I come in, came in contact with Coach Reed. That was the coach here at the time. Uh, so that was 2021. Okay. And then um, first he said he didn't have a spot for me. And then he called me when I was back in Sweden and said he did. I was like, hmm
1: okay <laughs> so what did your what did your family say when you said you know no, first I'm i didn't going to tell to first
2: i for like at least like a month i didn't tell them that i was talking to a coach in hawaii because i knew <laughs> they would go crazy uh but wait crazy good or crazy How do no, no, <laughs> no, you do it? like both 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 ways but they've been super super supportive like they they were really the ones who told me to go because i was like can i really move to hawaii That just it feels like it's too good you know but then yeah, with the support from them and my friends back home, I decided to do it, which is probably the best decision I've done. I've Have, been so upset if I didn't.
1: Has anybody come out to visit yet? A lot of A lot. people. <laughs> I, I don't think so
2: many people would come if I was anywhere else, but my my mom was here last Christmas. My best friend from home was here in October. My dad was here in November. My sister was here in December, and my other friend was here in start of January, so I've had a lot of people, and then my other sister comes here in a couple of weeks, too, for staying for a month.
1: Wow. Well, people have to take advantage <laughs> yeah. of a friend in Hawaii, right? Yeah. Um, so so when you think about, though, choosing an HPU, is it the program? Um, you know, how, how has the academic experience been for you here?
2: The academic's been really good. It's a lot of good professors, and they help you a lot, especially in the business program, what I've experienced. and. Um, yeah, it's overall, like, of course, like, it's Hawaii, first of all. Like, we love that. But it's it was a good, like, when I came in here, just think about the basketball. It was a great basketball program back then, too. And that was, like, one of the main reasons why I chose it, too.
1: Got it. So, and, and Abby, so coming in from um, from West Texas, you know, were you were you from Texas and born in Texas originally? Yes. Okay, yeah. so you lived most a, of your life there.
3: I'm a Texas girl. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: now, that's got to be a different cultural experience. Oh, 100%.
3: Yeah, um, coming here, um, well, I kinda, I knew Coach Novak before coming here. She coached at a D3 school in Texas, um, was actually going to be the GA coach at her old school. And then she was like, hey, just want to let you know I'm applying for other schools, like, just to let you know before you, like, settle down to go here. And I was like, okay. And then she told me she got the job in Hawaii and then we talked about maybe coaching and then she was like well you do still have another year of eligibility she's like if you want to play like you should play and and then she somehow convinced me and now i'm here and i played but you're
1: thinking about coaching it sounds like so tell us tell us about that so you you chose to come get that one more year of eligibility Mm -hmm. and that's the covid year Mm -hmm. um so how does and by the way how does that work for for those listening you know just every student athlete that gets one extra year of eligibility well, due to the COVID. Yeah, uh, it's pandemic.
3: people that were affected. So mine was, I guess, yeah, in the 2020 season, my junior year um, at my other school. Like we made it to the Sweet 16. And then right when we got there, they were like, nope, your season's canceled. So we got that year back, but it kind of sucks that we didn't get to finish it. Did yeah. you
1: think that was the year to. Really I actually take thought it that away. was our
3: best year that I've ever played. But yeah, it kind of sucked. But I'm grateful that I got to come out here because. Yeah, it was a crazy experience. So you started to
1: weigh the decision-making of, mm-hmm. you know, do I go one more year as a player or mm-hmm. do I start to transition to coaching? So what, mm-hmm. what went into that decision ultimately?
3: Um, at my other school, I honestly didn't have, like, the best experience with my other coaches. We, we didn't get along too well. And so um, I didn't really get to end on a positive note with that. And I knew Coach Novak and knew how great of a person she was. And I really liked her coaching style, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to finish out on a positive note. I want to enjoy my last year and have fun with it. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to
1: I'm going to do it. Yep. So in retrospect, good decision. I imagine mm-hmm. yes. you know you can't For get sure. that extra year right once you make mm-hmm. that decision to move on. You're done. So I think sure. um, taking the opportunity yeah. is probably probably a smart one. hundred percent. Wow. All right. So now you're thinking coaching, though. So um, yes. but you know that said, you're you're studying your get your master's in communication. Mm-hmm. So when you think about career progression, um, maybe <laughs> coaching is always going to be sort of a side activity or maybe something that you focus on as a primary profession.
3: Um, I think more, I'm leaning towards more primary, um, but I still have another year of my master's program. And obviously I don't have another year of eligibility or else I probably would play. Um, but coach Novak has given me the opportunity to be the grad assistant coach this next Year coming up, so I can finish my master's program but still hang out with the team and help them move up in the next chapter. Yeah.
1: Nice. Well, we're going to take uh, one more commercial break here in a moment, um, and then we're going to come back and uh, maybe delve into um, some of the team chemistry, some of the mm-hmm. activities that uh, that the players pursue here in amazing Hawaii. Um, so you're listening to uh, Sharks Weekly, AM 760, FM 95.1 on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm Jeffrey Rich, your host, and we will be back in a moment
0: to the DSE Hawaii eSports Arena on the Hawaii Pacific University's Aloha Tower Marketplace Campus. It's Shirts Weekly on 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we're
1: back with Abby Spurgeon and Ella Burge from the HPU Women's Basketball Program um, talking about the season, which just concluded with a record of 14-14. and 14. Um, The team is on a two-week hiatus we'll say mm-hmm. before resuming some post-season activities you know this is the time when we like to uh, open up the segment a little bit and talk about maybe um, some social or, or recreational activities so uh, so I'm going to ask ask you guys a question and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit. so let me start with a random question um, and Ella will go with you first what is your favorite sandwich and, you know, there's some expectation, I'm, I'm sure, out there that you're going to name some obscure Swedish sandwich that nobody's ever heard. Oh, that's
2: what they want to hear. Okay. But I'm going to go with a um, chicken mozzarella pesto, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> she stole mine. I told her that I earlier. Think, no. Oh, that's man. not what I... <laughs> yeah. Well, all
1: right. Well, no, so maybe guess. we have two chicken pesto. Yes. I feel like sandwich. every
3: road trip when we yeah, order I sandwiches, had we always day. get the same thing. No. So.
1: Yeah. I have it every single day yeah. of the trip. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. about a local Hawaiian sandwich or, or food item of subtype? Anything you guys have fallen in love with out here? Pokey? If that's...
2: No, no Pokey sandwich, sandwich, but, like, I'm saying, like, if there's any Hawaiian food, I love
1: Pokey.
3: No, I'm not a seafood person, no. <laughs> so I can't agree with that, but, you know, <laughs> to their own, I guess.
1: Well, it is, it is a staple out here for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so, uh, second question, um, and we'll start um, with you, Abby. So, if you could bring back any fashion trend and rock it, what would it be?
3: Oh, goodness. Fashion trend? Um, <laughs> I don't even... And rock it long shorts. No. Shorts. <laughs> no, shorts. Like Bermuda shorts? <laughs> not those no. with the...
2: the. Ba- with, I'm thinking basketball shorts. Basketball, basketball shorts? Basketball shorts.
3: I feel like, yeah, like just casually wearing basketball shorts yeah. and not being judged. I feel like yeah. some people will like, I don't know.
2: No, because we were talking about that like a lot yeah. like the last weeks because we were like just joking around like pulling our shorts down like <laughs> yeah just like normal like the like actually normal length of basketball shorts cuz like the last years I feel like they've just gotten uh, shorter and like shorter they're getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah.
1: they're and, going back to the way it was I remember in the 70s yeah. you had these really short shorts and you know, NBA players would yeah. wear them and then they got really long yeah. in the super 80s long. and 90s and super long and you know, one of the things that I noticed at at the game the other day is um high tops oh, uh, yeah. nobody wears them anymore it seems like You know, players are wearing more traditional ankle, I guess, cut sneakers and and shoes. What happened to high tops?
3: I don't know. I Um, feel like
2: it's just more comfortable
1: wearing. And I feel like
3: a lot lot of people wear ankle braces now or get their ankles taped so they don't really need that support as much. So I'm yeah. guessing that might be the reason. So they get
1: the stability from taping, but they get a little more range of motion and flexibility. From exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. But yeah. I, that was that was yeah. the thing that stood out to me um, yeah. as as a major change from you know years gone gone by yes, in terms of the uh, footwear. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go fashion trend um for you ala uh, that you can I, I gave mine to abby <laughs> <All> right. i <laughs> gave mine to abby. that was mine so you got switch okay. sandwich to you, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay we, we gave
2: you together. sandwich choice. okay yeah, yeah, yeah all right okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right um let's go into uh a question about interactions with famous people so if you could invite any two famous people to dinner and have a conversation um you know who who would it be? What would you want to talk about? And we'll go to you first, Ella. Oh,
2: Wow. Um, hmm. Who would that be? Um, I think Harry Styles has to be one of them, just because it's Harry Styles. Do you know who Harry Styles? I do. Is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 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 hmm. Who else? He's a famous stage
1: actor, right? No. No. Okay. I <laughs> think we all know who Harry Styles. Is. <laughs>
2: um. Who would the second person be? I mean. Kobe Bryant, we need to—I don't know—talk some basketball. He's—he's. He's
1: I saw you listed great. him as one of your your uh, favorite influential people. Just amazing super basketball talent. Yeah, uh, it's has just had an impact on your on your playing career, your style.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, looking at videos on YouTube, you know, like his mindset is just crazy, and he's a great athlete of all time.
3: So
1: it's just what a tragic loss, boy! Yeah. All right. Same question, Abby.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine are two singers. One is Harry Styles, just because I am a huge okay. fan, but also Taylor Swift because I am, like, the biggest Swifty ever. I love her, and, I'm, yeah, I'm a diehard fan. And I just, you know, I Did don't you know. get I shut going, out of tickets? Uh, no, I got tickets. You got tickets? <laughs> I'm going to her concert uh, <laughs> April 22nd in Houston, Texas. So.
1: Well, congratulations. <laughs> Boy, was that a debacle. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so uh, what would you talk about? Um,
3: I, don't, I, mean, I don't even know, I would just, like, just, everything. I would just uh, t- probably talk to them about all their music, and honestly, I've kind of grown up on Taylor Swift, and just how, like, I don't know, she's been there with me all my life, kind of, in a way.
2: Do you so. guys
1: have, is that a uh, favorite artist in terms of music that the team listens to when you guys are know. You know, practicing <laughs> or getting revved up for, uh, for a game?
2: No, I feel no. like it's been very, very random. One day we listen to this rap and then we listen to country music and then yeah. it's all these throwback okay. music from...
1: So there's not I mean, one song that the team yeah. gravitates towards that kind of gets you geared up for the game.
3: No. no, I feel like because we all come from different backgrounds and different cultures, that we've all kind of grown up on different music. So like different days, yeah. coaches <laughs> will play different music. Like I'm always trying to get country music in there, but
1: a lot Is of the, it the time... coaches that control the rotation, or do you guys go to the to most of the time do a little DJing yourself?
2: Eh,
3: it's most of the coaches. Yeah. Luckily, Coach Novak uh, lived in Texas for a while, so she <laughs> likes her country too. So I have her help. Because yeah. a lot of a lot of the girls don't like country. <laughs> I'm always imagine. trying to
1: add
2: some ABBA. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? ABBA, of course. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about ABBA. So yes, I understand that that they have made a massive comeback in mm-hmm. Sweden. That they have. There's a, like a nightclub or a restaurant or some yeah. sort of experience. Like
2: that... the Mamma Mia dance yes. queen party oh, wow. something. Yeah.
1: But there's I, I saw a story in this. There's a museum mm-hmm. that the ABBA folks they own. They started themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're still actively performing there. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I've been I've, been th- I've been. I've to the museum, of course. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen them live though.
1: Have you been able to work any ABBA songs into the music rotation for the? Yeah, team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs>
2: for sure, like at least <laughs> one or two.
3: Those are definitely Ella's yeah. top favorite songs. For All sure. right.
1: Well, we're gonna have give me each of your number one ABBA song. What?
2: Oh, uh, Dancing Queen. Yeah, Okay. I'm Mamma Mia is always a classic. Yeah. Uh, the winner takes it all. I like that one. That's a good
1: Now, movie. I heard a story. I remember back in the 70s um, when, when ABBA first got on the, the radar here in the States. Uh, but there was a story that uh, none of them spoke English at the time when they were recording all of those hits. Uh, is that true? Uh, uh, I don't know, India? but it,
2: I feel like it could be true because... Because back mean, in the they... 70s, maybe English yeah, wasn't yeah. as
1: ubiquitous a language. And... It would
2: be hard to sing English if you don't... No English. You have to certainly
1: have to memorize the lyrics. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, so it probably like some of it is true because I feel like it's easier to sing and not have an accent. Like they had like probably really bad accents, maybe I don't know.
1: Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Although if you listen to those songs, I mean, you wouldn't think that they weren't Americans. They English was pretty darn good. Wow. So have you guys seen *Mamma Mia*? Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah, you have, have you happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have. have. Yeah, they're really
3: good.
1: Good movie. Yeah, great movie. Great Love soundtrack, it. of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. cute. Yeah,
3: for sure. It's, <laughs> it's such movie. a sweet movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. All right. So um, let's hit one more question before we head into uh, to a break. Um, so uh, let's let's turn our attention to uh, having an imaginary friend. So if you could tote along an imaginary friend for advice and counsel. And let's say that person is somebody throughout the history of humanity that would be a good advisor and a counselor to you. So an imaginary, invisible friend, Tony along, giving you life advice, who would be helpful in that sense? Who? What do you think, Ella?
2: I feel like my, can I say my family? Can I sure. say some of my family? Yeah. I mean, my dad's always been great advice, always, like, pushing me to do all those stuff, like pushing me doing basketball and... You know in school and everything
3: I feel like they all well, my whole family gives
2: me it's a wonderful great advice. answer yeah
1: and I'm sure they appreciate that <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's sweet I think I would say my mom just from being so far away like I I mean I still like talk to her almost every <laughs> every day she's my best friend so I think just like if she was here like still encouraging me and giving me that advice that she does over
1: the phone that would be great hmm I would say so you know we all Take advantage of the amazing places we have to visit and, and the things we have to do out here out here in Hawaii. Um, you've had an experience in Florida, that was, uh, was pretty good as well, Ella and you know, Texas can have some, some cool places too as well, uh, big state. But you know, if you could pick any one place in the world that you could go live for a year, uh, where would you want to go? What would be something that would be really exciting to experience, uh, maybe something different uh, than what you're experiencing here in Hawaii?
3: hmm that's interesting. Um I think I would choose Greece. Greece? I don't know. I think I'm Mamma Mia? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) of course, of course, of course. (laughs) Well, I just like I don't know, it's just so pretty and like the culture and the food and I don't know, I feel like it would just be such a fun place uh, to explore and live for a year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. That's a very good answer. <laughs> yeah. You know, that
1: was on my aspirational list. Yeah. When I think back through the pandemic and we were all working from home and you could work pretty much anywhere, that's mm-hmm. my big regret is not going to Greece mm-hmm. and living there for a few months and yeah. working remotely. And boy, that would have been an amazing experience. Yeah. All right, Ellie, you're up. Go there. What's um, your, what's number one on your list?
2: I would say mm-hmm. somewhere that you can ski. This is very opposite of living in Hawaii, but I love skiing. So maybe somewhere in the Alps in Europe. To just ski and ski all year and then maybe go hiking in the summer.
1: Nice. If you had to choose, though, between, you know, warmth and cold in terms of where you live. It's going to be the warmth. It's got to be the that's, warmth. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you know, I say that. I lived in Minnesota for 25 years. It's a pretty cold place. And, uh uh, I think the only people who, who say that they like living in a cold climate are people that have never lived in a warm climate. That is, <laughs> that's very true. And with that, we're going to take another commercial break. Uh, I'm Jeff Rich, the host of Sharks Weekly here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760, FM 95.1. We will be back in a moment.
0: You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we're back at the DSE Hawaii Esports
1: Arena here on the beautiful campus of Hawaii Pacific University at Aloha Tower Marketplace. And we're going to wrap up our conversation on women's basketball uh, this morning here. And before we do, just a couple of uh, shout-outs of uh, results of Shark Sports over the last week. Um, men's baseball last Thursday, uh, unfortunately, uh, lost a doubleheader to Concordia, eight to two and six to five. So I mentioned, women's basketball uh, lost to Concordia, fifty-five to forty-eight. Saturday, softball was in action with, unfortunately, a pair of losses uh, to Concordia, and on Sunday, women's tennis was playing the Academy of Art and had a seven to zero win. And also on Sunday, softball uh, with a split and a double header against Concordia with an eight to one loss and then a two to zero win. Acro tumbling was in action against East Stroudsburg with a win on Sunday. And then on Monday, women's tennis was back in action um, against Barrie with a four to two loss, and also on Monday, baseball with a double header loss against Azusa Pacific. 11 to 10 and 13 to 6. So not a great week for shark sports. But let's come back to basketball. So um, basketball, you know, college athletics gets to take you to some, some amazing places. You get to visit places you otherwise wouldn't get to go. Tell us a little bit about some of the team trips that you guys are taking. You were talking in the break about trips to California and some fun experiences in Northern California. Not some maybe some not so great weather and opportunities to get out in Southern California. Mm-hmm. But um, tell us about the team. You know, when you guys get out into new places and, and what do you like to do and, and explore and, and have you had some fun experiences this year?
3: Yeah, um, we took our first trip to California. Um, to actually northern california and we got to go around san francisco and i have never been there personally so that was a cool experience getting to go there for the first time um we had a day off so we got to go to the golden gate bridge and we got to explore kind of downtown and got to shop around and be tourists and it was a lot of fun actually but yeah, it was a full yeah. day of
2: doing everything you probably need to see in san francisco i think we saw Everything, yeah. But it was really nice. It's, I haven't been to San yeah. Francisco. It was actually my first time in California, oh, really? ever. Oh, yeah. Like I've been, I moved, I've lived in Hawaii for two years, but never been to California ever. So that. But was that's because
3: fun. last year you had concussions. Right? Yeah. So last
2: year I I was here last year, but um, unfortunately I got a concussion, that lasted for the whole season last year. Did that
1: happen in a game? Yeah.
2: So that was A scary moment. Yeah it didn't have to be that bad but just never it never really got good but now i'm fine i'm fine so i missed both trips to california last year but so i was so excited to go to california so i was just counting that down the days and just waiting yeah. waiting i was like okay two days to california i can make it no concussions yeah. no like just make it alive to california
1: <laughs> uh, well Ella, yeah. so now you've hit all of the great you know sort of warm climates, Florida, you've hit no. California. Did you make it down to Southern Florida when you were out in, ta- in Tampa?
2: Mm, yeah, um, you mean like, like Miami? Miami. Yeah, 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 Lauderdale. yeah, I have some friends playing basketball in Miami, so I went to the Nice them. area, but boy, the Tampa area is really beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is. It's beautiful. It's so close to the beach and like St. Petersburg and stuff, so yeah, I love it.
1: Great state, but we'll still take Hawaii. <laughs> any, any other fun places the teams traveled this year? Um,
3: we went to Southern California a little bit, but... Um I mean, the weather was kind of gross when we went, so, but it was kind of weird because I had actually been missing the cold weather since being (laughs) here, and I was like, oh, I kind of want like a taste, and then I went there, and we went for like 10 days, and I was like, no, I, never (laughs) mind, I do not miss the cold weather or anything, I'm ready to be back in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Last year, we actually went to Seattle, uh, Seattle, Washington, to play a tournament, and I'm think that might be something i don't know if we're going to seattle but i think we maybe might go somewhere this fall
1: i'm asking mm-hmm. coach no coach doesn't know yeah but last year
2: we went to seattle then we went around the Seattle too which was super fun it's a beautiful
1: place yeah but, it is but the climate yeah a lot of no, rain it was a, a lot raining of the whole week. <laughs> a little depressing
2: yeah. yeah i would say so but it's fun. It's really fun to be able to see. It. Like, I would probably never have been to these places if it wasn't for basketball. So
1: See, they're right back to original point. The beauty yeah. of uh, uh, college sports and exposing you to new places and new experiences. Yeah. Wow. So um, so what are you looking forward to? So you're going to hopefully be stepping into the coaching ranks. Yes. Um, Ella, you've got another year coming. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to next year?
2: Um. I'm looking forward to not feel the way I felt after the loss that we lost first round. I hope we can do. I mean, we had a great season. I feel like we, had, we did good. Yeah,
3: they actually had us ranked for ninth in yeah. the conference at the beginning of preseason in the poll, and, and we finished sixth. So I say that's a pretty good season. We yeah, finished we a lot higher. higher. We definitely yeah. did, and
2: then we like during the whole season we kind of were up there like second, third place too. Yeah we just had some tough games the last ones
3: yeah. on on We the beat trip some teams to... that we needed to beat but we also lost to some teams that we shouldn't yeah. have lost to
1: so i think that kind of but... What when you think about those games that you know you, you really should have won that game yeah. and it wasn't a positive outcome just um, I think what what went wrong
2: It's more about like what, what i was saying that we're beating beating ourselves like yeah, we are think... like playing against ourselves like we can do so much better it's not even that mm-hmm. the other team is playing like great or something it's just us not being we were playing down to their the, level yeah. and not playing our level exactly I, which okay. yeah. been, I think it's, it's been a that's yeah. I feel like all mostly of the games we lost have been because of like more mental things not not like yeah. mental bad, bad. but just I mean, like
3: we'd have some like bad shooting nights too yeah. and I think that affected us like we'd get a lot of points in the paint but then we'd go to our three point percentages and it would be very rarely yeah. low and that's not common for us so that would kill us a lot
1: what do you think next team next year's Team personality is going to be like. Is it going to be a you know run and gun? Is it going to be a, a, a shooting team? What do you think uh, is the, be the sort of the strength of the team next year?
2: I hope it will be similar to this year, but I mean Abby, which is a huge person in our <laughs> huge player in our team, is now going to be our coach. <laughs> uh, so she's not going to be on the floor with us. Which is going to be very different. So hopefully, a lot of people have to step up for sure. And, um, I mean, there probably have to be some new people coming in too, or it is, because, I mean, you guys are leaving. We have three people that's leaving. So, yeah, that's it's going to be different for sure, but it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm super, super excited about next season.
1: Are there some strong three-point shooters on the team? Coming yeah, we do. Next year? We do.
2: I don't know if anyone coming in, but with people we have, I feel like a lot of people is going to step up.
1: So you guys got yeah. confidence if you're down a little bit and need to, to come back to throw it back to the line and try and knock down a few three-pointers. There yeah. You go. Is that yeah. is that a preference over trying to, you know, work the inside game and just dominate in, inside to try and, you know, crawl back and do a game you might be down a little bit or to or to control the clock and try and run know. it a little bit? I
3: don't know. I think it depends on who's hitting that night. Yeah. If, if yeah. we have some shooters that are hitting, like, get it to them. But, I mean, if I don't know if one of our post players or are... – I don't know, mm-hmm. not missing any shots down low and we're being yeah, physical. We much, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. the other poster are in foul troubles. Just go to them. Yeah.
1: And what, what about the team's mentality if you get a team that's uh, you know, out there bullying a little bit? Do you guys put the you know, the clamps down pretty quick? Are you a physical team?
2: I, I feel like we've been, like, the yeah. the last game against Concordia was a super, super physical game. <laughs> it was... It was a dog know, fight. Was, It was a dog fight. <laughs> it was sure. probably one of
3: the most, like, physical games I've probably played. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think when people are trying to battle you out there, you just gotta push back because you don't want to let them bully you (laughs) in a sense. (laughs) But try to get them in foul trouble. I think is your best bet.
1: There you go. Well, I think we've got some great things to look forward to next year. Um, Abby, you know, good luck as you make that transition Mm -hmm. um, and pick up uh, all the skills on the coaching side. And Ella. We're going to be looking for you to have another great season next year. I want to thank you for being our guest this morning on Sharks Weekly. I'm your host, Jeff Rich, and we'll look forward to uh, being with you again next week. Um, Have a wonderful week, and uh, we will talk with
0: you then. You've been listening to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's special presentation of Sharks Weekly in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for another edition of Sharks Weekly. A special mahalo to Hawaii Pacific University Executive Director of Athletics, Dr. Debbie Snell, Hawaii Pacific University's VP of Marketing and Communications, Jeffrey Rich, On-Site Technical Engineer, Paul Brecht and Operations Director Ku'ule Ogbayani. We now return you to regular scheduled programming on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760.